listening to the Modesty Awkward Podcast with your host, Francis Armin. Take a seat and enjoy listening to different life experiences, testimonies, and learning to live a life pleasing to Jesus Christ. Now here's your host. for joining in Modestly Awkward. I am so excited today to have the special guest who I've been following on social media. She has a beautiful blog where she talks about modest, it's called the Modesty Movement. And she talks about modesty living, living for Christ, and just different issues. She's a model, an entrepreneur, as well as an evangelist. So Get ready to hear some good stuff today. I introduce to everyone Jasmine C. Garner. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Are you quarantined or still going out? How is it? You're in Memphis, right? Yes. It's okay. You know, it's it's not as bad as, you know, the media likes to portray it to be. I'm thankful that I can work at home. Thankful for a job like that. And I am going to the office like once a week, though, because sometimes we just have to mail things out. So I I went out with my mask today (laughs) and made sure I washed my hands at least 20 times. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, You have to keep safe. But I want to encourage people. So let's get straight to it. First, talk to me about the modesty movement. Okay. Share a little about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is an online ministry right now. I do plan to go out into the city with this, but the Modest Movement is a ministry that encourages women to focus on building their character and their spiritual walk and not so much on their outer appearance. We can do both. You know, in our culture today, women, we just focus so much on our outward beauty and we neglect the parts of us that God actually wants to see healed and see whole. And so that was the, that led to the creation of the Moxley. Oh, perfect. And it's so true. And that's the reason why I started to follow your blog, because I noticed that you are a model and I do fashion PR where it's all about the clothes. It's all about the beauty products, but yet, yes, it's important, but then you want to, you kind of, forget or lose the essence of what's inside, what's inside your true personality sometimes because you get caught up in that because you have to, you have to stay relevant and you, you have to be in the times and you kind of lose a sense of self. And I think that's why the Lord led me to start this podcast because the lifestyle it's, you know, you have to live holy. And people sometimes think it's just, oh, wearing the skirt all the way to your ankles. And that's not always, that's not the case. It's what's really on the inside, what's going to show on the outside. So what does a modest lifestyle mean to you? To me, a modest lifestyle means humility. It means being gentle. It means having a great deal of discipline. Modesty to me is, it's very similar to the fruit of the spirit of being meek. That's that gentleness. That's the, uh, yeah. the quietness and uh, the temperance, self-control. That's what it means to me. You know, modesty, we always think, oh, fashion, you know, your skirts or your dresses and 
But it's really like four definitions of modesty. And the last one is about fashion. You know, the other ones are mostly dealing with character and Mm -hmm. their achievements. And one of them is about quantity, like doing too much, having too much, you know, drinking too much or eating too much. So it means to me more of the humility and the gentleness. Mm, Gentleness. Now, some people might construe that and take it as weakness. Now, how can how can someone still be meek, but a little aggressive as well, meaning not like not like uh, allowing people to push over them, but to to still show kindness, but yet speak their mind and not allowing people to bully them or walk over them. Because I think that's something that people always think when you think of meekness. That it's like, oh, she's gentle. I can just do whatever or say whatever to her. And that's not the case. What would you say to that? I would say if we look at the life of Jesus, if that's who we really want to model and look Mm -hmm. like, if we look at his life, Jesus was gentle and also full of power and grace and truth. So if we have that gentle nature about ourselves that people actually come people actually flock to that gentleness which i think is why a lot of people do feel like they can push over someone like that because it's easy to come they're easy to approach but we have to have that same character as christ did come with grace and truth be assertive be bold but also Mm. be gentle enough to to uh, deal with people and to love on people that's a strength. <laughs> it's hard to do that at the same time, you know. Why did you decide to talk about this specific topic? I decided I didn't I won't really say it's something I decided because it kind of just came on me in 2015. It's a random night. I was really going through this terrible season. I was in a separation with my previous husband. So I just I kept feeling these promptings, of, I believe, being the Holy Spirit because he speaks with the inner witness him saying modesty is beauty, modesty is beauty. I kept hearing that for months. And then I sat down one night to have my Bible study by myself. And I just started to write down this whole ministry idea. And so I won't say it's something I decided because I was doing something totally different. <laughs> I was talking about some total different stuff before this came. So what were you talking about? My first blogging, I was, well, I was ministering the word of God. And then I went and got my life coaching certificate. So I was just kind of trying to figure out my direction with that. Like, okay, am I going to be a spiritual life coach? And so I was putting out some blogs just on different biblical topics. It was nothing about modesty at all involved in that. It was just total free, free writing. So when that night happened, it took me two years to even start doing anything because I was just like, okay, we're just going to let this marinate. But it did resonate with my life, even though this was something God dropped in my spirit. It did resonate with me because I know you've probably seen on my social media how I've shared that I was raised to be just strictly modest and, and completely natural with no artificial, no synthetic beauty. Oh, wow. What type of church did you grow up in? It was it's non-denominational. It's called Church of God. Just Church of God. No, no extra titles or anything added to it. Oh, wow. I grew up Church of God as well. That's why I started laughing because I was watching one of your YouTube videos where you were saying that you grew up, you couldn't dye your hair, you couldn't wear makeup, you couldn't wear nail polish. And I was like, I remember that was was the same thing for me because my grandmother would take us to church and she used to attend Church of God. 
And wow. that was that was that was interesting. But I, I thank God for that strong foundation, because I think without that foundation, I wouldn't be able to appreciate a lot of things now if I didn't grow up in that type of environment. Yes, it was strict. But at that, I think at that time it was needed. Wow, that's so interesting. So what do you think it's hard for some Christians to embrace this modest lifestyle? That is such a good question. I think because, you know, we see we see the Muslim women, they do such a great job. Like they don't let up. <laughs> they are, mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. So it's like, OK, why do Christians, why do we still see Christian women compromising in this area? And I have to think about it. And I think there's multiple things that we could say. But one of mine is that I think it's because Christians are not under the law. And so we can abuse grace in a lot of ways. Look at Muslim culture. They are, they remind me a lot of how the Pharisees were just on the letter of the law. They have the outward worked out. They go and do, they go to their, you know, their synagogue. And I don't even know if that's the name of what they call it, but they go to their place of worship. They do this three Mm -hmm. times a day. They don't eat that. So they're like, they're just completely on their, the letter of their law. So I feel like as Christians, you know, we're, we're not under the law, we're under grace. Not to discredit the law, but that, you know, Jesus came to fulfill it. One thing I used to get often when people would ask me, well, why you, why you have it just like that? I mean, we just come as we are. Like, that's true. We do come as we are, but if you're a Christian, you don't stay the way you came. You're right. Changes. You're right. If you came immodest and insecure, then he renews you and you become this new creature. Yeah. And another thing I had to think about. So one is it's the maybe we're abusing grace because we're no longer under the law. The second thing I had to think about was, okay, Western culture, we pretty much do what we want to do. <laughs> we, we live a life like tailored to what we want. And so it's kind of hard for us to yield everything over to the person Christ. And that's that's true. And I think with you mentioned the Holy Spirit, and I think that's something we have to allow the Holy Spirit to convict us. I remember I was when I was kind of figuring out like what should I wear to go to work when I just recently got saved and I had these cute pair of like tight, it was it was like very fitted jeans. And I remember I, I put them on and I was like, oh, these are so cute. And I was about to leave the house and I just felt convicted. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and it's nothing against people that wear pants. It's nothing, but those pants were fitted and I had on my heels and, and I was just looking and the Lord was saying to me, why, like, who were you wearing this for? And I had to really think like, do I really need to wear this really fitted pants? Like, does it have to be tight? You know, I had to really kind of look within myself, like, why do I need to wear this? Because is it because I knew it was going to cause attention to myself. And I'm like, I'm not that girl anymore. You know, I'm not that girl. I'm different. And I, that's when I realized, like, there's something different about me. And it's, a, you know, it's not like it's a bad thing, but I have to live a life pleasing to the Lord. And I think that's where... It's not that, yes, we're under grace, and I completely agree we're under grace, but 
that's where the relationship is. The beauty within is like, how do you think the Lord sees you? Do you think, is he okay with it? Is he pleased with it? And, you know, and I think that's something that's not taught. It's not taught or explained. I mean, I had to learn that just because of just a relationship, a personal relationship with the Lord, just talking to him constantly, that when the Holy Spirit convicted me, I knew I knew immediately something was wrong and something needed to be changed. Mm. And then how, so what advice would you give a young girl who's coming, like who just got saved and who's having issues with this modest living? Like what advice would you give her? That's a hard one because... This is a new convert. This is a young girl. Maybe she's even an older woman who's done this or not older all the way, but like, you know, 30 something, 40 something. And she's always just dressed how she wanted. And it's kind of hard. It's like, because you don't, you don't want to bring them a requirement to serve the Lord. And you don't want to like bring them under condemnation to have them thinking that, well, because they're doing this, they're still not saved because they dress this way. They're still not, you know, the Lord didn't save them. So it, it's hard because you just don't want to rub off the wrong way, especially when you're coming to somebody about what they're about to wear and how they're looking. That's really personal to a woman. So what yeah. I would do, I would first start with the conversation. I would start by listening to them, you know, helping them see themselves as God sees them, because this is a woman who's obviously fresh in the in the word. So she needs to learn how God sees her now and not how she previously saw herself or what other people have said about her so it's it's about renewing her mind now and helping her you know see how precious and pure she is in the sight of God and something practical I would go shopping with her I would just take her with me when I go shopping and buy her something and I would just learn about her fashion taste use that moment of going out having a good time for a discipleship opportunity and also praying for her in secret that God will convict her heart and give her the understanding about her presentation. Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think the love, and that's a way of showing love too, because sometimes people just don't know. And instead of saying, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. And how you said that, you know, let me show you, let me take you shopping or let me, you know, come shopping with me. It's a, it's a nicer way of not offending someone and also kind of guiding them. Yes, and letting them see our example. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I completely agree. Now, I this is one of the questions that I didn't ask because I the name of this episode is Beauty Within. And I know you talk about that a lot. And especially now, the time we have plenty of time to kind of reflect and we're home and to think and, you know, reflect on, how how are we living and mistakes that we've made, you know, and dealing with some type of insecurities that we might have, well, that we do have. And how how can we assess the beauty that the Lord has given us on the inside? Because I think that's one of the struggles I've had as far as just coming into salvation. Because I used to be the girl that would go out with my friends, we would party, we would, I mean really probably like wear the bamboo earrings and just like I'm the total opposite now like if I was to show somebody a picture of myself back in the day they'd be like is that really you wow <laughs> but it took it took a process and it's, it had to do with self because now it's not it's not my wardrobe has completely changed 
Mm-hmm. And it's my choice to change that wardrobe, but I'm no longer that girl that used to dress a certain way. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to say, you know, the Holy Spirit will help sometimes because I sometimes I'll tell somebody that, but I knew that it took a long time. And like, it was a process. It was a process to get to this point. But I always, I don't know, I don't know how to articulate to a young woman or even an older woman who's coming into salvation to search the beauty within. And I, and I love how sometimes in your blogs and your YouTube videos, you talk about that. So I wanted you to, I wanted to see if you can share a little insight about that. Okay. Assessing the beauty within, how do we start by doing that for someone who's a new convert, someone who's been around and still dealing with imagery, body image, movement, and all these things. I would say first, one of the things I do, I like to journal a lot. And self-reflection is very important. It's important that we know what we possess, you know, who we are, who God made us to be. Like, yes, he has saved us and he's redeemed us. And now we're this new creature and our old self must die and fall away. But there are also some things that you were born with. There's the uniqueness about us that he gave us, that he is not trashing. You know, he's not calling those. Some parts of us, he's not calling to to die because he put those in us to use in conjunction with the spiritual nature. And so yeah. what I would what I would suggest is writing down what we think or what you think is beautiful about you inside. What are some traits inside of you that you know, oh, I, I like how. I talk to my friends, I encourage, I'm an encourager. I have a strong personality. Like look into yourself and see what beauty, what beautiful traits, personality, professional traits that you have already inside of you. That's one of the ways I would suggest. And God will take it from there because obviously he made you that way for a reason. And he wants yeah. to develop all of that inside of you. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I love that. He wants to develop what's inside of you. Oh, I'm definitely going to use that, Jasmine. I'm going to use it. Another challenge that I had was, and I always, I I had shared this testimony with someone when I first had to, decided to live a modest life. It was hard to find clothes. (laughs) I mean, I was, I was like, where am I going to buy? Where am I? Because I was like, I have to stay fashionable. Where am I going to find clothes? And, you know, it took me, it took me a while to kind of, figure out like, okay, a good shopping place. So where do you shop? I mean, that is is such a, you know what, you know, that's a hard question and it shouldn't be because I'm a young woman and young women like me are supposed to shop like crazy. And I actually don't shop like crazy. I actually don't even like shopping like that Um, because it's time. I know it's time consuming. I like to get one piece at a time and then just put it together when I get time to do it. But I will say this. I do like to shop uh, Ross. They usually have some really nice things for me at Ross. They don't have it in New York. Oh, they don't, huh? No. They have all that. I went to LA and that's how I figured Ross. I was like, uh, it's like, it's kind of like for those who's in New- who who live in New York who haven't heard of Ross. Ross is something like a Marshalls and a TJ Maxx, but they have really good findings in Ross. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Jasmine. <laughs> no, it's okay. I didn't even know they had one in LA. I say I will go to Ross. That's always one of my top picks because I, I I find nice things there. When I go to the mall, what store do I gravitate towards? I just find whatever boutique that looks like 
there's something that if I see it's colorful in the window and it looks young, I'm going to walk in there. <laughs> I don't really just have like a particular place I will go to. I will say now that I'm in Memphis, some suggestions were given to me. Stein Marks. Mm-hmm. And there is this place here that's only here. I wish it was everywhere, but it's called the Bazaar. And I just recently found out about them. They have some high fashion for like 90% discounted. And I just did oh, a high nice. fashion photo shoot with her clothes. So I'm going to be going there. She has some really nice, modest pieces. It was hard for me too, though. When I first started back getting into being modest, I was like, okay, I don't really want to wear a long, long skirt. I want to be fashionable too. I want to have some type of style about myself. And yeah, I wouldn't know where. When I went, girl, I didn't know where to shop, especially when I went out to San Diego for two years. I had no idea. (laughs) I was like, where do I find? Because, you know, California, they are beachy. They have shorts, shorts, short skirts. Yeah, they don't they have are. anything. Like, where do I go? And someone told me, well, just try Goodwill. Somebody probably dropped off some, you know, long skirts there. Ugh, I didn't do Oh, it. no. Well, no, sometimes you do find some good things at Goodwill, but no. Those yeah, are like I just, yeah, I just kept my, my modest outfits that were pants and, you know, because like, mm-hmm. you don't have to do those skirts, you know. It, it just, that's not... That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Because some of my inspiration came from, that's how I was able to kind of figure out a style. The Muslim girls that live overseas, like in London or in Paris, I would go on their Instagram page because they were, I mean, they're very stylish. So I, I would always look to see what they wear and then kind of shop around and what would fit my personality. And I think that's another thing that as Christian women, like you were saying, you know, the Lord will develop us, but you don't want to lose a sense of you as well. So you have to find what would look good for you. Cause I I can't, I can't be you Jasmine and I can't be like somebody else. You have to be who you are. You have to be true to yourself. And I think that's, that's also the beauty that's within just being honest of who you are. Like if you're you know, someone that likes to wear bright colors, wear bright colors, right. you know? But you were going to say something? I have one more store I just thought about. I walked in that store and I was like, oh, this is my new favorite, Kato. I know that they have some national uh, locations as well. Ooh, Kato? C-A-T-O. Yes, have they have some beautiful, modest style. That's really would be my style. Like not too tight, but also not like like looking like a nun, but just cute, flowy dresses, flowy skirts, and the flowy pants. I like those comfortable. I don't even know what the name. You're more fashionable than I am. You probably know the name. Probably is it the culottes or the <laughs> the flare pants? Because well, no, the culottes is usually during the summer, and then the flare is like the fall winter. Yeah, okay. I've, I have seen a couple so of those. It's really nice. Yeah, they look really, really nice. Really nice. I did have oh. And also you, you are Jack, Jack of all trades. Talk a little, share with us about your entrepreneurship platform. Oh, <laughs> you know, you said I'm a Jack of all trades. I really never thought of myself as being that, but I thank you for that compliment. So I have, I've developed over time, this digital marketing skill. I believe God was doing this all along. Like I just became techie all of a sudden when he told me to start a blog in 2014 Mm-hmm. I just started learning how to code. I taught myself how to HTML some things. And it just went from there, building and developing websites and 
learning how to market on social media. It's just, it became really fun. I was like, okay, this is something God actually wants me to do because I'm having fun with it. And that's one of the things that I suggest ladies that you would also write down about yourself. What do you like to do that's fun that you can do for free? You could just, that's one of the things that God probably put in your heart to be like a passion. It's like a purpose. And so Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's fun and I'm enjoying it is digital marketing. Basically, it's what it is. Okay. And then I also saw you had, I'm just trying to promote your business here, like a networking, (laughs) a networking site where you have for creatives. Christian creatives come meet and share their business? The Yes, Entertaining God Magazine is an online magazine that helps. We promote Christian creatives. We promote the artists, the musicians, all the people who are using their talent for the Lord. And it's called Entertaining God Magazine because we're basically using our gifts and pleasing God with them. And so that came also out of something, you know, God shared with me. And I got started on that right away. I didn't wait two years. Like I did the modest movement. That one I was ready for, I felt. Mm-hmm. So I jumped right in and it's been really fun. A lot of artists have shared their music. Some authors have shared their books. And it's not just about sharing. You know, I don't want to be too promoty and, and, and any salesy. It's all about storytelling because obviously everyone has a story that God wants them to share that may reach somebody else. And so that is what Entertaining God magazine is about, the promoting and the storytelling. And we're also working on discipleship platform as well. Oh, nice. So where, how can, how can people find you, Jasmine? People can find me on all social media at Jasmine C. Garner. And the Modest Movement is also at Modest Movement Ministry on all platforms. And if you want to check out the magazine, you can go to entertaininggod.com. And my links are just there. You can find everything from that website. You can find everything from modestmovement.com. And you can find everything at jasmincgarner.com. Yes. So I'll make sure to put those links on the Instagram post when the story goes live. And I just want to thank you, Jasmine. I really, I really want to thank you for taking the time to just talk about the modesty movement. My favorite scripture is Psalm 139 and 14, where it says you are wonderfully, beautifully and wonderfully made, fearfully and wonderfully made. The Lord made us that way. And when we talk about modesty, you know, the first thing we immediately think about is the attire. And yes, it's very important because we are representing Jesus Christ and we want to represent him well. But it's also about what's inside because we want people to see the love of Christ inside of us. We want people to see how is it to live this life? Because sometimes people don't know. So they watch you, they observe you, they see how you talk, they see how you treat others. And they even see how you go through trials and tribulations. And you know, and you just eloquently expressed how we have to look at the fruit of the spirit. We have to look at being gentle, have to have to have patience, love. And those all, these are all the qualities that help in this modest living. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time and just coming just to talk with me doing your quarantine time. (laughs) And I hope (laughs) I'm definitely going to bring you back on again because there's so much we can definitely talk about as as far as this issue in in this movement. And I pray that Lord will bless you in all things that you're doing to help the kingdom and help his people. Thank you so much. It's a 
honor to be on this podcast. My first okay. one, I believe, to really be on. So thank you so oh, much. Oh, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be on plenty more. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, my sister. God bless you too. Take care. <laughs>